Welcome to the Reconnecting to Joy podcast, where we inspire you to embrace a new way of being by helping you reconnect to the joy within you and the world around you. I hope today's episode helps you remember the light you are. Let's get connected. So I get asked about this a lot, and so I decided why not make a podcast episode on it. If you don't know, Evan and I used to full-time RV. We were traveling nomads, going around the world in our little travel trailer and truck. (laughs) And I get questions about it a lot, like, how did you do that? What was it like? And especially while we were in that, people would message me a lot saying like, I wish I could do that. Or how did you start? Or how did you do this? And how did you do that? And honestly, every time I kind of just thought to myself like, Google, like I just figured it out. That's what everybody has to do. You just have to figure it out. But I'll kind of go through our process and everybody's process for how and why they became full-time RVer is a little bit different. There's no like set order that you need to do things. I'm also a very big vision person and Evan is more of a logistics person. So my view of things is very like zoomed out compared to maybe other people's, but this is just a perspective that hopefully if this is something you want to do or even if you want to do something that seems a little bit crazy just gives you some encouragement to do that thing so when we started transitioning to RVing it was the height of the pandemic we had been home for not that long and i realized it was like during that time where our governor was saying like two weeks okay now another two weeks now another two weeks and I kind of just realized this isn't gonna be a few months this is gonna be a year maybe a few years so I started feeling really trapped a little bit panicky if I'm being honest and I didn't want to just sit in my house all day And I already wasn't super satisfied with this like nine to five trajectory white picket fence that I was on. And I knew I needed to experience something different. And I kept seeing and being pulled to people who were RVing and traveling full time. So one day in late March, I took my laptop, closed it, looked over at Evan because we were both working from home and said my infamous words, I have an idea. And he just kind of knew I meant a big one. And so I made sure he had time to hear all of it. And when he did, I went full blown into why we should do everything. And what I told him was, I don't want to be stuck at home for the next year or two or however long this takes. I want to be doing things and of course I still want to be doing it safely and respectfully and RVing was like the perfect way to do that because you're still social distancing, you're still to yourself, but you still have this way 
of going out and doing things. And during this time, we did a lot of outdoor things. It's actually when we found out that we loved hiking. We didn't even know how outdoorsy we were until we started RVing, which is really funny if you know us now. But I just really wanted to try something different. I kept feeling pulled to it, and I knew I could do it. I just, I've always been a person who has never doubted my ability to make something happen. Like, if somebody else can do it, that means I can do it. And growing up, I didn't travel, and I really had this love of travel inside of me. And I just want, I wanted to to try it and to do it. I want a life full of experiences. So, um, and I told him all of this, and I told him, we can do this, and we can get remote jobs, and have this, and this, and this, and it doesn't have to be expensive, and all of these things. And Evan was kind of like, no (laughs) at the beginning and I kind of just had to let him know like I will be doing this whether you do it with me or not because I already the college that I went to I went there despite being accepted into my dream college because of a boy like for a boy (laughs) and I was ever since then I was very like I'll be damned if I ever do something or, like, give something up for a boy again. So I even told him, like, we can even still be together and do long distance if you don't want to do it. But, like, I have to do this. I need to do this. I'm going to do it, whether you do it with me or not. And he was so worried about logistics and what, how do you do that? How would we work? Who would even give us a job? And all these things. And, like, all these things, I'm, like, obviously thinking, like, they're just going to fall into place. Like, we can make it happen. It's not that hard. Like, I'm. those are not ever the things that I worry about, which is really funny, but it's obviously a really good balance to have somebody who does think about those things. Um, but I just was not, I'm not a person that worries about those things. I knew we could get remote jobs. I knew we could learn what we needed to and figure it out. There was plenty of people doing it, so why couldn't we? And I knew we just had to be committed to it and start somewhere and then it would be fine. So Evan did come around to it and we decided to do it and we started selling our stuff and thus the transition began. But so that was like kind of how the conversation happened. It really was kind of like a spur of the moment decision that I made. And that is very typical for me but yeah I kind of just decided one day that I was gonna do it and then we started doing it but as far as like what did we actually do to make it happen we did a lot of different things and I'm not sure if the order I'm giving it to you in now is the exact order we had done it in but again these things could have been done in in any order really So it just depends like on your situation. Okay. So for our situation, we needed to decide a time frame because our lease was coming up. So we knew we had to be out in like three months, which was the even crazier thing. But the other thing was we needed to figure out what kind of RV we wanted because we didn't have a truck. So if we wanted one that you pulled behind a truck, we also needed to buy a truck. And so we looked into the different RV types. There's like a whole bunch of different ones, but the main ones are like a fifth wheel, travel trailer, class B, class C. 
And so Class B, we decided, was too small for us. Those are basically just like the vans. And then we really liked a Class C, and that's kind of like the one where it looks like a truck in the front, and then the whole camper still attached to the moving vehicle at all times. And so that was the one we really liked because we liked that the bed was over the driving seats because then it wouldn't take up floor space and we could turn usually they have a bedroom and so we could turn that bedroom into an office and so we really liked that idea but as we played around with it more we didn't like it so much just like with pricing and then we'd have to learn how to tow our car and we'd have to pay like have a car payment and the payment for the RV so Eventually, we decided against that. There's also a Class A, and a Class A is the ones that kind of look like tour buses. And those just felt a little bit big for us, so we decided against those. Then there's a fifth wheel, and those ones get towed by a truck, but they kind of go, they hang over the bed of the truck while you're towing it. And you need a pretty strong truck for it to be able to do that. And we felt like we couldn't afford, at that time, both a truck strong enough to pull that and a fifth wheel. Fifth wheels are a little bit more expensive, but they are a little bit nicer. They're supposed to be easier to tow. And then, yeah, trucks, if you don't know, trucks are expensive. Like, the gas is expensive. The upkeep is expensive. The payments are expensive. They're just, they are a lot, a lot more than we ever knew. And this was before I even knew anything about manifesting, which is the funniest thing because I manifested the heck out of this happening for us. (laughs) But I actually had my first experience with manifesting like intentionally during our transition to RVing, which I'll get into in a little bit. But so eventually we ended up at a truck pulling a travel trailer, which is just like a camper that you hook up to the truck. And it pulls completely behind the truck. And so that's what we knew what we wanted. But in order to pull the camper, we needed to get a truck. So we looked for a truck first. And so I would go to dealerships that we were looking online and everything. And I would go to the dealership by myself, look at the truck. It was actually really funny because I would like get on the ground, open the hood, look at everything. And every time they were like so shocked because I was learning so much online about these trucks and the engine you need and how much weight can it pull because those things are really important for safety when you're towing, but also for like the health of your truck. Like you don't want to be towing anything that's too heavy for your truck, both for your truck's sake and for your safety. So I was really into it. I learned more about trucks than I ever, ever intended to during that time. (laughs) But so I would go to these dealerships and if it was one that I really liked, I would drive it home. I would drive the car home to Evan and have him look at the truck. And then eventually we found one. And after we had the truck, we actually found a place to park our RV for the summer because we knew we wanted to stay in Michigan near family for the summer to kind of transition and learn about 
a camper and transition into that kind of lifestyle without first being across the country. And I grew up camping in a camper, so I knew my mom like could help us with could help us with some things. And so I found a place pretty close to our house where we could stay there for the summer. And then we found our first RV and it was so tiny. It was like 18 feet and then it had pop-outs at the end. They're called a hybrid. So it was like hard shell, but then at the ends there was pop-outs with a bed on each side. And it was like so small. Like we couldn't even stand. Like our heads were like hitting the ceiling when we stood in the shower. It was so funny. But it worked and we stayed in that for like most of the summer and quickly realized we needed to upgrade. But so yeah, after we found that trailer, we used our truck to pick it up and then took it to the campground. That was the first time we ever towed anything, was literally driving that to the campground, so that was funny. And then we had to help each other back it into the site. And literally still to this day, we really never got into fights about pulling the trailer into the site, which is like a huge inside joke kind of thing in the RV world because it always makes couples fight, but we just like, I won't say we never did, but literally like less than a handful of times. But it was during that time, during looking for the truck and the RV that we slowly started getting rid of everything. We did not put anything in storage. We like full scent, like just got rid of all of our stuff. I don't honestly regret it. <laughs> we we expected to RV for five years. We ended up doing it for a year and a half, maybe a year. But so yeah, we just got rid of everything. And that was a combination of like selling things on Facebook Marketplace and then also just donating things. So yeah. Now we're moved out, we have the camper, we have the truck, and we're living in the RV. And again, we quickly realized we needed to upgrade, and so we upgraded to a full travel trailer. This one had no pop-outs, but it did have a slide-out, which is different. We wanted it to have a bunk area that we could turn into an office space. We never did, but we wanted that, and then like a separate bedroom and just a, just a little bit more space and a shower you could stand in. And this one ended up with like a shower that was closer to a regular size shower, but not quite, but you could stand in it, <laughs> which was a huge upgrade. And again, when we're looking at the travel trailers, the other thing is you have to th- keep in mind like your weight. So They have like an unloaded weight and a loaded weight and you want to keep track of the loaded weight and how much weight can your truck pull. So we had to keep that in mind a lot just so we were making sure we were being safe. And it was with this new camper that I had my first experience with manifesting and it was really cool. I just read Super Attractor by Gabrielle Bernstein and I read the chapter on asking for a sign and so... I worked with the universe and asked for a sign for how for our new camper like and of course there's so many things I'm manifesting which we know but I asked for the sign of a turtle and I would go see camper after camper after camper and eventually I got really tired and I was like if the pictures do not have a turtle in it like I'm not even gonna go look at it and I kid you not I was 
looking online at pictures of this camper. And somehow I literally almost missed it. But the whole bedspread on the main bed in the camper in these pictures was a giant sea turtle. And then I was looking through the pictures more and there was a turtle clock on the wall and turtle plates on the dining table and it, and the, just turtles like all over this thing. And it was the most bizarre thing I ever experienced. And it was just such an affirmation. And that is why I became so obsessed with manifesting because I was like, holy crap, this stuff is real and it works. And it was a perfect camper and it never gave us any issues. And it it was just so exciting. It's actually really crazy because between that hybrid camper we had in our upgrade, we sold the hybrid. And so then we didn't have a place to live. And we stayed with my friend who very kindly opened her home to us and um, with literally everything we owned, like everything we owned fit into our car. And we stayed there for like three weeks until we found our new camper and it was really stressful. And so while we were during that summer and while we were staying with my friend, we were looking for remote jobs during that time as well. And while we stayed at my friend's, Evan got the job that he still has now as a fully remote CPA, which he didn't think was possible. And I knew it was. (laughs) But, you know, some people might think it's delusion and maybe it is a little bit, but it works. (laughs) So he got the job he needed. We started researching internet as well. And so we got two hotspots, both, I believe, through Verizon, just in case we needed extra data or, you know, we both needed some extra power. So we just wanted to have two so we could feel good about it. And then we started researching site fees, like camper site fees, and they really differ from area to area and from state to state. Some places are like $80 a night, which doesn't sound crazy, but when you have a camper payment and a truck payment, we were very surprised at how how much it was. And so we started looking into different memberships that kind of help you save money. And the system we eventually came up with, we could only book with our memberships that we had six months in advance. So no, we could only book six weeks in advance. And so I was constantly planning because Like, if I'm planning six weeks out now, the next week I'm going to plan for that week seven. But you couldn't plan out any more than that in this membership system. And so it was a lot of planning. And we kind of just started learning as we went. We, you know, after we upgraded our camper, we still had our truck at that time. So we just went and picked it up, went back to the campground and... We just started living. We had our hotspots. We had our jobs. We got Atlas during that time, and we just did it. We we learned things and just figured things out as we went. And that's really how you have to do everything that you've never done before. Some of the most helpful 
resources that I use during this time to learn all these things was Google, which I know isn't a resource itself, but I mean, you can Google anything. And that's how I learned about trucks and campers and load weights and weight loads and engines and everything. Also, Instagram to see what other RVers are saying. And then the biggest, biggest thing was joining Facebook groups. There's literally a Facebook group for like everything, but people in these Facebook groups were so helpful. And there is a lot of different opinions on things in them, but you can get a lot of good information, even just asking your questions or ask, looking through the questions that have been asked before. The RV community is the nicest community I've ever had the privilege of being a part of. Like, everyone is just so nice and helpful. And we've been locked out of the RV and we've been fed and just the nicest people you will ever meet. And we just felt so supported. And I think that was part of it, too, especially if you're full time. Like, the other people at the campground are your family. <laughs> so that was super fun too just like meeting people and feeling supported but I hope the biggest thing you take away from this story whether you want a full-time RV or do something else that feels a little crazy is that you don't have to know where to start usually there isn't one exact place to start you just have to start and keep moving and put a deadline on it if you can to really kick yourself into gear and just don't feel like you have to have everything figured out before you start taking action. You can figure things out along the way, and that's how it works for literally everyone. People don't just magically become full-time RVers, and you're not just going to magically poof into whatever it is that you want to be doing. The journey of learning how to do these things and learning that you're resourceful and discovering that people are willing to help you is like the most beautiful part of it all. So whatever transition you want to make, make sure that you're spending time enjoying the transition. A lot of people ignore that piece, and I will I probably say it on every single podcast, but I just think it's so important to enjoy the journey that you're on instead of paying too much to the destination. So again, I hope this inspires you to make your crazy transition. And if you have any other questions about becoming a full-time RVer, or you just want to talk about your crazy transition that you want to make, definitely shoot me a message on Instagram. I always love to hear it. Thank you so much for listening to the Reconnecting to Joy podcast today. I really hope it inspired you to embrace a more fun focused way of being Uh, if you know me you know that I love just having fun 24 7 and it's something that I really want to share with other people so if you enjoyed today's episode please leave us a review and share this with all of your friends so that they can start reconnecting to their joy too I'll see you next week